0: Hello, hello, welcome back, or welcome to the My Monday Mood podcast. Today, we have on a very special guest. Nikki Font is in the building. Me and Nikki go kind of way back, more like, I don't know, we met like two years ago, I think, or a year ago, something like that. But we have her on the podcast today, and I'm so excited that she's here. We're going to get into all different things today. But if you guys could please welcome Miss Nikki Font. Nikki, how are we doing today? Hello, everybody. (laughs) I'm so
1: grateful and honored to be on the podcast, so thank you for having me i'm doing great it's a monday me and nat just hit a really good leg day and i'm just so excited to dive into this conversation
0: today we did just hit a leg day you guys and i have not had like a solid leg day in like honestly months like it's been a minute my legs are already shaking they're already feeling the feels and i thank nikki for that because she really um she really pushed me today, so Nikki's my new trainer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, we, it was the best way to start a Monday, to be honest. So, like, just starting the day with legs, don't have to worry about it. Got the workout done. It's a solid Monday. Yeah, we're getting a, getting into a good start. Okay, so I want to start with. I like to start off every episode when I have guests on with their current mood booster that happened in the last week, and one thing that they're struggling with. It can be. Big. It can be small. However deep, however light you want to get, but um, you go and then I'll go. Perfect. So mood booster. I just had my very first live event
1: last weekend. So something that has really been. Holding a very special place in my heart is just living for others and trying to make a new person's day every day and Putting a smile on someone's face whether it's like opening a door for them or giving them a compliment Or even on social media Just like leaving a comment on their post and just saying how good they look or commenting like about their energy That has boosted my mood by seeing how it affects other people just by like brightening their day and just adding value So that would be my mood booster is just to go go make somebody's day today and then something a low of the week or a low of life is I'm going through a big transition right now in my business so we'll probably talk about it in a little bit but I do own my own activewear company and we're going through a huge transition right now of a rebrand and there's a lot of work that goes into it so there have been a lot of frustrating parts of it and letdowns with me wanting to use like certain names or do certain trends and stuff but I just can't because of legal purposes so that's been a little bit of a downer but we're figuring it out so those are the highs and the lows for me.
0: I would have to say for me, my mood booster of the week has been also going to your event. Can I just say like that was so much fun and like a big reason of why I want to start um, prioritizing in-person events too is because like just bringing people together. Like when I did my ocean plunge, like just meeting and connecting in that way, like in person is just so different, you know, like actually meeting people. So I love that because I have the same one, which is just, like, meeting people, like-minded people, having another ocean plunge this weekend, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, so I wish yeah, I could go. <laughs> I, w- I would have been there if I wasn't out of town. It's all good. You can come to the next one. Um, but, yeah, no, I love that. And I would say, yeah, your event was super fun. I loved it. And then I would say my, uh, my low, something I'm struggling with, is just, honestly this past weekend I had something that happened that made me kind of spiral and it just felt like I was backtracking in a way and it got emotional whatever I felt my feelings and then I went for a run and then I saw my best friend and we went out and the day was a lot better um but I would just say you know my low is having those moments come through and I don't know if I would call it a low because I feel like Okay, we are, we're reflecting right now. Usually in my past when I would hit a low and I would start spiraling, I would go into negative headspaces and stay in those headspaces for, like, days. And I had something that happened this weekend that could have made me stay in a negative headspace for days, probably even weeks. Um, But instead, like, I'm challenging and working on turning that negative emotion into something positive and something I can learn from instead of staying in that sad mindset or whatever happened um so yeah basically something happened this past weekend that made me sad um but honestly you guys moving your body seeing people that you genuinely love and genuinely care about you and having that day or week turned around like knowing what to do when you get in those negative head spaces has been so rewarding for me and like cool to like reflect back on the version of me now handles conflict and handles these types of situations differently now, you know. Yeah. Um, sorry to rant. But <laughs> no, that's great. I you know actually, what I'm saying?
1: I loved your point about well, like the word failure and the word negativity. It's such a derogatory word because we view it in such a negative light. But failure is such a beautiful thing because that means you get to learn from it, you get to grow from it, and without failure, failure you can't have success. Mm-hmm. So you have to look at it in a lens as like, why is this happening to me, or where is this leading me? So whatever mm-hmm. happened to you this weekend. You know, it's you are allowed to feel your feelings. But what's important is how you how your perspective shifts. So there's a saying, I forgot who quoted this, but like you have five seconds to react. So it's like you're allowed to feel anxious and frustrated and mad in the moment. But it's how you change your mindset coming out of it. So you just see what's like, you know, what's on the other side and what's next for you. So yeah. there's there's something bright behind the next door you're going to open. So Such- don't know what it is yet, but it's leading you there for a reason. So
0: I totally agree with that. Like life is just too short also to be like to dwell, to dwell, to dwell over a situation that you have no control over. And that's what I realized. Just realizing like, okay, I can either like dwell in this situation or we can move forward and make this like frustrated, sad, angry energy and turn it into something good. Put that energy towards a run yeah, or, you know, anything that will help me improve my life and help me grow from this. It's fuel. It's fuel turn that anger into fuel baby turn that pain into your power see put it on a t-shirt drop that merch (laughs) there you go
1: (laughs) no honestly
0: pain into power like that is yeah that's a great quote that that has carried me these these past few months for sure all right let's get into the episode now (laughs) (laughs) okay so nikki for anyone who doesn't know you can you please explain who you are what you do give us a little backstory on who nikki font is Hello everybody. So my
1: name is Nikki Font. I I love living for others. Like that is my purpose on this earth. I have a fiance. We just got engaged in March. We're getting married next year. I have such a passion for health and wellness. I own three businesses that all kind of coincide together. One is an activewear company. It's called Nikki Font Activewear. But as I stated in the beginning, we're going through like a full rebrand. So if you're looking to check it out, it's still NikkiFont.com. But Hopefully next year it will change. I also have a fitness app. One of the workouts is what I put Natalia through earlier today. And I also do content creation for other companies. So brands that I love and believe in, I will either create content for them to post on their marketing platforms or I post on my page to market for them. And I live in Orange County, California, same hometown as Nat as well. And yeah, right now I'm just kind of just navigating through life, figuring out how to be the best friend, fiance, business partner and person that I can be while serving others in as many ways as I can
0: I love that so much and no it's so cool because like we never we grew up in the same city and we have mutual friends and stuff but we didn't start talking until both of us I don't know met over Instagram or whatever I don't even remember exactly but um it's just so cool that someone that you know is in Orange County as well is into all the same things I'm into and You just balance everything so well. Like I look up to you in that way because it's like, you're a fiance, you're a business owner, you're a content creator. Like she's really doing it all. And how do you balance everything out? Like, give me some tips. Not that oh I'm gosh. in a relationship or anything, but, like, eventually...
1: There's definitely no perfect formula to it. I think I mean, I'm still figuring it out on my own. I also, you know, nobody's perfect. I think my biggest struggle is comparison. And I am grateful that the comparison, it's not body image. It's nothing against myself. But I tend to compare myself to where I'm at in life with a lot of other people. But I have to remind myself, and you too, it's like, we're so young. I'm 24. You're probably, what, 23? 20, 23. 23, and you're also a business owner like we have to give ourselves the benefit of the doubt and realize that we are so much further than just you know we're we're doing really well in life but compared to our past
0: selves like yes 21 year old us would be screaming
1: exactly exactly yeah exactly even when we started in 2020 like little did we know we were actually going to turn our little hobby pages into an actual career so true so my biggest tips on balancing everything is but putting your focus into one of your endeavors at a time so it's never all going to be like a hundred percent at the same time we also are going through a little bit of a recession right now so my activewear it's pretty down right now and that's okay so i have to make peace with that and know that sales are going to be down and what's not down are people wanting to like become the best version of themselves in the gym or be active during the summer so i pull back a little bit from the active wear and then i put more of my eggs into the basket of like my fitness programs and i'll drop like a summer program and focus on helping girls become the most confident version of themselves throughout the summer and then when summer kind of ends you tend to see a trend of girls dropping off from doing fitness as much because maybe they don't have to be in as exposed of clothing and as like derogatory as that sounds it is kind of true like when it's you're true, when it's sure. winter you don't really care about being in a bathing suit so your body image is like you don't you're not hyper fixated on it exactly yeah. So I like to put my focus into my businesses that pull the most weight during those specific seasons. And especially with like a new year coming up or like Black Friday on, uh, in November after Thanksgiving, it's like, that's when content creation is huge because a lot of people are in the place to buy things because the holidays are coming up. So you have to kind of switch gears and pivot and be ready for what's coming next. But I would say a huge struggle with that is there's always something coming next. There's no break like once you think, okay, summer's over, it's like, well, if I haven't prepared for Black Friday yet, that's already here. And now in 2023, Black Friday's not a day, it's a month. Like people start so early yeah. and all these brands are competition at the end of the day. So that's pretty tough, but I love it. I mean, I've essentially turned my life into a business, so it doesn't feel like work for me. Although some days it's, you know, like editing a 30 minute YouTube video or like putting a podcast together, doing filming content when it's raining outside, like there are, um, there are tough moments in it, but it's so much fun. And then JP, I mean, he's part of the journey. That's my fiance. We put aside time every single evening, either for dinner or after dinner, to go on like a 45-minute walk because we're doing 75 part together. So we spend time brainstorming about business ideas and what businesses we want to start together. We work out together. Like we have a really good relationship and we're both very independent. So a huge thing, last point um, to all of this is that We don't see each other as, like, a 50-50 in a relationship. We're both 100, and we make 200. So, I, we can both, you know, we have our own streams of income. We are very secure in our relationship. He can cook, he can clean, I can cook, I can clean, and we balance out really well. It's not like he needs me for anything, and I don't need him, but the love we have for each other, like, obviously, like, that's what we need as a companion. Like, all of that in a relationship, Mm -hmm. but we respect each other. And I think respect over love is the biggest thing. And that's, we're just the best team. And I'm very grateful for our relationship too.
0: Oh, I love that so much. I feel like it's so hard to find someone, especially our, our age, yeah. like to have that, like the respect over love and to both be a hundred and make 200. Like I've never heard that saying before, by the way, that's really cool okay. that you have that outlook. And How did you guys start dating? Give us a little backstory on that. I
1: was a, I think it was a, I was a freshman or sophomore in college and kind of like you and I, it's like right person, wrong timing, um, because he went to Santa Margarita Catholic High School. So we had like rival high schools. We're like right down the street. Um, I knew all of his friend group but I never knew him. And I remember like I followed his friends on social media and I would see their posts and I never saw JP in anything. But then eventually later on when I was in college and I was like, found his Instagram was looking through his photos. I was like, I've seen all these photos, but now I'm seeing you in it. Like, I don't know if it was like the mandala or the butterfly effect or whatever that thing is, but it was like, I never noticed him before. And I'm very grateful that I didn't because if I had met him in high school, that would have been right person, wrong timing because I was a completely different person in high school. I was a huge partier. My priorities were not straight. I was a kid. Right. And same with him. He had a whole different mentality himself. But I was playing soccer at Concordia in Irvine. And one of my teammates was like, you're so single. I need to hook you up with somebody. So she was going through Instagram showing me a bunch of guys and came across JP's older sister who she played soccer with. And she was like, we all used to have a crush on like Kaylee's younger brother, blah, blah, blah. He's around your age. JP's two years older than me. And so she showed me him. Long story short, I ended up signing into his DM and it You did Yeah, it was just like it's like your modern day Jesus relationship. I was at a party during the day and I was like drinking a little bit and I went to a Christian college and a Catholic high school. So like I have a very good relationship with like Christ and my faith and all that. So although I was partying because this is a different era of Nikki, at this party I was like alone and I was like, God, I'm so ready for a relationship. Like put someone in my path that like you know that we both know each other are the one the second we meet. I don't want to waste his time. I don't want him to wait my, waste my time. I just want us both to know the second that we meet. And, like, when we have that feeling, I'll know that it's the person you're putting in my path. And I was just, like, praying that. And then all of a sudden, I was scrolling through my Instagram. And this was before Algorithms. This is 2019. Like, mm-hmm. the For You page wasn't a thing. TikTok didn't exist. Yeah. Instagram Explore page was basically, like, the popular page. Do you remember how we like, yeah. called it that? yeah. JP was in the military during this time. And he had not posted in like two years. Like he wasn't active on social media and his post popped up on my phone, but my friend showed me him on her phone. Like mm. weird. Weird. So I was like, okay, I'm a little tipsy. I'll follow him. Yeah. So I gave him a follow. And then he followed me back within like five, 10 minutes. And I was like, God, uh-huh. do I slide into his DM? Like, yeah. what is this? So i message messaged him. Good for you. Yeah. I was Good just for like, you. I was like, you know what you wanted. Yeah. That's I don't it. know. I, yeah. Go for what you want. Yeah. Long story short. He responded, we sparked a conversation. That was on a Sunday. That Friday we met in person for the first time because he was in the military so his schedule was weird. And then we hung out every single weekend moving forward and after like three weeks he me to be his girlfriend and it was like, we had known each other forever. It was like the weirdest thing. When
0: you know, you, you know? know. Yeah,
1: and we both to this day are like, we met at a park. Um, the first time we met like at night when he was off. And I knew in that moment, and, like, a couple weeks later, when we, like, started dating, we talked about it, and I was like, did you, like, did you know? And we both knew from the moment of our first conversation, like, I'm gonna marry this person. Wow. Yeah. How long have you guys been together? It's been four and a half years. Crazy. And I feel like we just met. Like, we went through our first three years while he was in the military, which was a huge... Yeah. A huge obstacle, but I would not take any of it back for anything, because it's made us such a strong and, like, faithful and... Just, like, unique couple. Like, if we could get through that, we If you we can, can get do that, that. Yeah. yeah,
0: exactly.
1: Like, that. no communication. He had a deployment during COVID when, like, we thought the world was ending. That's how I started my business because he was gone, and I was like, well, let me just... Like, I want you to come back to an even better Nikki, like, the best version of myself. So, that's kind of what sparked starting the activewear and the fitness pages and... I wouldn't have done it if he was here. Not that he's a distraction, but I wouldn't have had so much free
0: time to put that energy into anything. Right. That's kind of why I think it all happened. Like, it happened for a reason. It all happened for a reason. Yeah. Hindsight 2020. Yeah. That's crazy. And here we are. And now it's, like, hopefully with the rebrand, he can actually be a part of the business and, like,
1: like be a business partner. Because now he helps me with things, but it's, like, it's just me. Mm -hmm. So we're looking to really expand and, like, hire employees and, like, him be a huge like stakeholder and have equity in the company like we're getting married so yeah those conversations are legit now
0: build an empire that's the goal yeah i love it that's the goal that's that's a dream that is the that's my dream yeah whoever it is they're (laughs) he's in first. they better be ready they (laughs) better be ready i'm talking that's all i'm saying i love that okay so how long have you had your activewear brand now since 2020? I
1: started it July of 2020, but like officially it's been in business since like me doing a full throttle. April of 2022 was like when I went full-time, no more corporate job, only active wearing. Did you go to college? I did. Okay. Yeah. I went Concordia and Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And did you get like a specific major in like, what did you major in? I did business marketing. Okay. Um, yeah, I graduated in
1: three years because it wasn't like grades or anything I was like a 3.0 girly played soccer so that was like a full time job essentially for sure but my um sophomore going into junior year I had to do an internship for the business program and I got like an unreal internship at a company in Irvine like the Great Park if you know the big orange yeah. yeah. it was a commercial real estate company so we like would buy plots of land and then develop like, like sports complexes and houses and the amphitheater and like all that stuff And it was a dream job, and at the end of that internship, I killed it, and the CEO offered me a full-time position, and I was like 19. Wow. And I was only, it was the summer of my sophomore going into junior, and I told my parents, like, oh my god, like, this is the dream. Like, I'm so over college, didn't have the best experience. I'm like, I can do this right now, they don't care if I have a degree. My dad's like, no, you're finishing. So I put all my eggs in one basket at college and my last year I did my senior and junior year in one. So I did 21 units in the fall, 21 in the winter, 21 in the spring and like nine that summer. Mm. So I graduated summer of 2020 and I did, I took the job position and finished school um, while working there. And then thank God I did that because with COVID um, I was the last one hired at that company. And they I was able to keep that job and I wouldn't I didn't even walk for college and my last year wouldn't have would have been online. Like mm-hmm. everything happens for a reason, but that was a really dark place was like finishing school with all of those units and having soccer on top of that and having the corporate job on top of that. But it gave me the work ethic to put it into like the three businesses I do now.
0: I totally agree with that. I think that every single thing you go through in life pushes you towards What you're actually meant to do, and like all those experiences, yeah, helped you. The lessons you learned helped you into your business, and like make decisions that you probably wouldn't have known how to make if you didn't go through the soccer that probably gave you like. Translates. It translates into everything. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like on paper, because I think about this a lot, especially when it all first happened. But to put it into perspective, my last semester of school, I did twenty one units, which is seven classes for college. I was wow. a full-time college athlete for soccer. So it's traveling, games, oh, practice, yeah. team bonding, all that stuff. I did my corporate job three time, three days a week at the time, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 9 to 5. And on top of that, I was dating JP as a girlfriend, balancing social life. Like, thinking about doing all of that, like I said, it was a very dark place. But now, the way it translated is... My soccer is now the gym. Like, I have my new sport, whether it's running or lifting. I still have my relationship with JP. My corporate job is now my activewear business. My school is now, like, let's say content creation. And I feel like it's very manageable because I learned how to schedule, like, all of it and do it all in one. And now I have the same schedule, just different intentions and goals with it. Yeah. It's like a little, um, what's the word? like, um, blueprint.
0: Yeah. It like, it's still all the same stuff, but translated into like what I'm doing now, what you're actually doing, which is, it's all part of it. It's all part of it. It's a lot, but yeah. Keeps me going. Exactly. Yeah. So you did soccer. Um, and then have you always been an athlete or? Yeah. I played soccer since I was three
1: until I graduated college and then during 2020 when I graduated I rolled
0: straight into like learning how to lift for the first time and that's okay. how the fitness page started how has your relationship with fitness changed versus when you started to now so when I very first started I would say going back to the soccer days it was always like athlete
1: mentality being the best player I could be on the field um soccer was like my life it was my identity so once I graduated I
0: was like who
1: am, like, who who am, am I? I yeah because I was always playing on, like, the A team for club, but I was guesting with the B team, which meant I practiced with both teams. I'd practice Monday through Friday, and then I'd have games with both teams on the weekend, Saturday and Sunday. My life was soccer, and I was able to fit in social life, but soccer was, like, everything. Yeah. So once I graduated, I went from, like, a 1,000 to zero, especially during COVID. I'm like, what do I do? What do I do with my time? Soccer is done. I was still playing soccer, but I'm like, for what? I ended up realizing, like, why am I keeping my skills up? There's... I will literally never step on the field again unless it's Sunday league, but that's not for me. Um, So then I started running and I love the endurance because in a soccer game, you run an average of like seven to eight miles per game, depending on your position. Yeah. So I started running like five to six miles a day, seven days a week, very unhealthy, kind of slipped in that mentality of like, if I don't run, if I don't work out, it's a waste. Like If I don't burn off what I ate, it's like, I just had this very toxic mentality with fitness and I was doing cardio and abs every day. My body was in like this weird, like soft, but like I could run a lot, but I just wasn't happy with the way that I looked, but I didn't really have body intentions at the time. So I went through that for a while and then JP and I were talking and I was like, I just feel like I'm stuck. And he was like, well, what are your goals? And that was the first time anyone ever asked me like, what are your fitness goals? Because before it was always soccer. And I told him at the time, I was like, I want to be slim thick. Like that was the goal. Yeah. It was all quads, no butt, kind of a square body because soccer is just like. Like I said, you're you're doing what you can to be the best player on the field, so the body's going to follow that, and if it's not for aesthetics, it's just going to be what it is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I started lifting, and I was mortified to lift at first because I was like, I don't want to get bulky, yeah. I don't want to get fat, Like, and I'm being so vulgar and transparent with all these words because that's really what I felt in the moment, and I know there's probably a lot of listeners out there that are still scared or in that mentality and don't realize that the grass is greener on the other side. And there's just a lot of good that will come out of lifting and finding yourself throughout the like throughout your journey with that. So I started lifting at home with booty bands and I mean, it started rough. Like I would do two hours straight developed kind of a toxic relationship with lifting where I'm like two hours with the booty bands. Yeah. Like I, Oh boy. I, Cause I didn't know what I was doing. I thought every day had to be full body. Yeah. And I'm talking like, yeah. like what you would do on an upper body on a push day at the gym for one day. I did that plus a pool day plus a leg day all in one every day like yeah. I didn't know that rest days mattered and fueling your body mattered so I feel I, like
0: no one knows what they're doing when they first start into no. the fitness Yeah. same here like full body day every day yeah
1: like you have to you have to do it in real like you have to figure it out for yourself for sure especially because I had JP who knew kind of what he was doing but he's also a guy so it's a little bit different right but I had people telling me what to do but I'm like Okay, well, I'm still going to do it my way and figure out, you know, let me learn. Let me learn the hard way. Let me fail and let me grow from it. Yeah. So I was doing that for a while. I was learning a lot. That's when I started the fitness page because I wanted to track my progress. And I started to develop this little community because I was being so transparent about like, hey, I suck at squatting. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to learn. Yeah. So it helped those girls that also didn't know what they were doing to kind of create a safe space for them, even though those weren't my intentions. Yeah. The page was solely for me. Um, At the end of 2020, I learned a lot, and I started lifting at my buddy who had, like, a gym during COVID. Like, he owned his own little setup. I ended up winning this guy's giveaway. His name was Rave Suave, and he's, like, the booty king, like, Mm. one of these trainers. He lived in, um, near Disneyland, and he did this giveaway. He had, like, 600,000 followers, and his thing was, I'm going to train one person for gaining muscle in person and one person for losing fat in person and I like spam this giveaway and I was like please I will do anything you say like I like I'm in this place where like I'm ready I'll eat anything you want you can film me like I will do anything and out of the hundreds of thousands of people that entered this giveaway I won like I won I don't know if it was rigged and he just chose me because I was so adamant or what yeah. but I had like maybe 200 followers on my fitness page. So like, wasn't, wasn't a thing yet. And I won so three days a week. I would train glutes with him back by Disneyland. I would just commute to him Monday, Wednesday, Friday. He would film me for his pages to like show that his booty programs worked, which like, I'm a huge advocate for them. He's like one of the best mentors I've had along this journey. He's also a reason why I'm so like, I don't gatekeep and I'm very transparent with what I do with my business and how I've grown on social media because there's just no competition like we have completely different demographics like but the way he shared with me it really kickstarted my journey with the fitness page so uh, he shared every single workout he'd film with me so I had all of them and then I realized okay well if I post these workouts on my own and I tag him he's going to repost my stories so if I kind of like shout myself out on my own story knowing he's going to repost it I could be like Hey, everybody, I'm going to be doing Rave Suave's Better Booty Program, and I'm going to post every single day what I do from the program. Follow my journey. We can do this together. And he would repost it because he was just like, well, this is good marketing for me. And so all of his hundreds of thousands of female followers started to follow me because they're like, this girl's legit, and she's actually doing it, and it's nice to keep up on a day-to-day post or whatever. Right. So I gained a huge following from his people, which was, like, exactly what I wanted. It's, like, females wanting, like, that community. And then, uh, yeah, so that was November of 2020. Fast forward to 2021. I probably had, like, 8,000 followers by that time. Got on TikTok, posted a video of me and Rave, and it got a million views. Three videos in a row, a million views each. Got, like, 30K wow. on TikTok, like, that overnight. Yeah. And then I started to find my way. And then I was huge in lifting in the gym. Gyms opened up. And, yeah, so now fast forward to now, two years later-ish. Now I'm mostly focusing just on like what makes my body feel good. I just ran a half marathon. Cardio, I now have a really good relationship with it. I feel like I've come like full circle. I still love weight training, but I'm more of a hybrid trainer. I will do some lifts, some full body, some cardio, some runs, take my rest days, go for a swim, go for a hike. I don't overthink it as long as I'm active. My body's never looked better. I've never felt more energized and like happy and versatile like if you said let's go run five miles tomorrow i could do it if you wanted to hit legs and lift a decent weight i could do it so that's that's where i'm at
0: i love that and it seems like yeah you when you first started lifting you did it all about for the aesthetics and you know wanting to improve your body which does play a part in like wanting to go to the gym but it sounds like you've realized that it's more than just that and it's about how you feel and it's about not just being the gym girly who has this strict routine but it's about enjoying the movement you're doing going for a run and enjoying that and enjoying the way you feel while you move your body because that's what i'm big on because i was the same way had a very strict routine with myself wouldn't allow myself to basically enjoy anything i just was focused on the way i looked which ruin my life yeah. and that's why i'm so huge on just intuitive movement intuitive eating listening to your body not just fixating on the way your body looks because i believe that your body is the least interesting thing about you of course you want to look your best but you have to do that from a place of self-love and being kind to yourself but also pushing yourself mm-hmm. when you know you know you can challenging yourself yeah sounds like we're on the same way yeah I love that (laughs) I love the it's it's all about your work ethic too I think fitness is addicting in
1: the best way possible and I wouldn't change my journey for anything like it was so fun to document it and look back at where I was in the fitness industry like two two three years ago now but yeah I went from like dry scooping pre-workout and trying to ego lift to now it's like I don't consume anything with sucralose in it. I try to eat whole foods because it makes me feel good. I haven't been bloated in months because I actually figured out that it's the oils I'm consuming and it's the little things that you don't even think about. Or maybe it's like, I might butcher this, coniferous vegetables, like broccoli Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It's like, honestly, those aren't made to, don't quote me on this, but (laughs) I've done a lot of research in it and coniferous vegetables like broccoli and cauliflower and the and like spinach and they whatnot. They make you super bloated. They make you super bloated because you're technically not supposed to eat them because they have these like fibers in them that like kind of like fight against you. Like they they yeah. project them. Yeah. And the vegetables that we're technically supposed to eat are ones with seeds in them, like uh-huh. bell peppers and cucumbers and like fruits and all that stuff yeah and i started shifting my focus on those specific vegetables that are warm not water-based but like yeah seed-based yeah and i used to be bloated all the time and i'm not bloated like anymore
0: i remember you went through a whole phase where you just felt very uncomfortable uncomfortably yeah like maxed
1: out and i'd wake up maxed out and now it's like i mean i cook most of my meals because of 75 hard but i'm just so much more self-aware of what i'm putting in my body instead of cold stone like
0: I'll go to pressed.
1: Yeah, and, like, but it's still, it tastes so good. So I'm just learning and finding the alternatives. And now that I've been so consistent with what I'm eating, I don't even crave, like, the the hard, like, dairy stuff anymore. I crave the good stuff because it makes me feel so good. Mm -hmm. And I can, like, go on a run after having pressed with cookie crumble
0: because it's, like, organic and made with good ingredients. Whereas, like... What's it called? Dairy queen would, like, put me out. Exactly. And it's so interesting, too, how everything affects everyone's body so differently. Like, I feel like dairy is going through a thing right now where, like, people are eating dairy again, which is great. Like, I started adding dairy back into my diet just to see how it would make me feel because... Um I stopped eating it once like everyone's like it's bad for you and I was in my like weight loss era like doing anything and everything yeah. to just be small so I stopped eating red meat I stopped eating dairy and then I've recently incorporated red meat back into my life and it makes me feel so good makes me feel so energized my iron levels I are I was just going to say the best my why iron <laughs> my periods like they don't feel as heavy they're great and um, I'm still a little bit dairy intolerant, but like I was open minded enough to like add butter and like yeah. things that I normally wouldn't eat, and it's just it just goes to show that like everybody's different. Everybody's gonna accept certain foods, and it's all about being self aware and like knowing how your body works and just being open to it. Yeah, you know. This topic
1: gets me fired up. Me I, have too. A, I have A couple, <laughs> little, couple little facts in the throbbing. Yeah, you guys. let's hear. So, red meat, like. A lot of social media, too, they like to create fad diets solely for their own marketing purposes. 100%. So that's social, what it is. It's a popular, social media is a popularity contest. So yeah. almond milk, for example. That brand did such a good job at marketing almond milk and going against dairy that we believed that dairy was bad for you. For sure. A lot of us are lactose intolerant because lactose is... It's, like, an enzyme or something that they add to the dairy. But you can get milk that's lactose-free. You can get things that don't have lactose in it. Dairy's not the issue. Now, Dairy's not the problem. It's not it's the problem. what they put. It's all the extra yes. stuff they put in it. Yes. And also, it's where you get your dairy. So, if you get 100% raw milk, yeah. that's really good for you. Like For sure. JP is on a raw milk kick. Lucas Joiner, like, he has raw milk all the time. Like, we were drinking it at the Airbnb last weekend. But, like, I personally don't like the taste of milk. I just it makes me gag. I'm, just, yeah. I'm not a fan. But... Because there's so many benefits to it, like, I'll do the plug and chug and I'll drink it. But it's also, oh, it's just, it's so tough. You have to look at the root of the problem. And, like, let's talk about, like, eggs, for example. You have your cage-free, you have your pasteurized, and you have your farm-raised or whatever. So that's, like, the brown eggs versus the white eggs and whatnot. Just because an egg is cage-free, that means they're not in a cage. But that doesn't mean that they're not in, like, this tight compact coop all up on each other and they're not being fed the right things it's just they're marketing it well saying like well they're not in a cage it's like okay well they're in a bin right what's the difference right so what you want is like the cage-free pasteurized like they're roaming around and they're eating real food that's what you want to consume same thing with the milk so you don't want to have like Quick milk like the things that have all the added sugars and whatnot like take it back to the roots and whether you have a relationship with God or not or whatever but like think about the gifts from God like what what is on this earth that if our society was from like the 1200s like what would you eat you would hunt your food and you'd grow your food and you would have chickens and you would raise them to have eggs and whatnot right. red meat not the issue the reason that women crave sugar on their period is because they're so deficient in iron that yeah. they crave the sugar. But if you want sugar and you're on your period and you're like, oh, I just want ice cream, try having a steak or red meat and I promise you, you will be satisfied. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. But period products and period brands, they like to market and say like, oh, this is perfect for a period. These snacks are great and da-da-da and you believe that, but it's, we got it all twisted.
0: Yeah. No, this is a big conversation right now. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's all coming out. It's all coming out. I've talked to my friends about this um, a lot too. Yeah, it's just, like, a whole propaganda yeah. with that. You have to figure it out for yourself, too. Exactly. Like,
1: it's tough to be perfect. Like, right now, if we were like, hey, let's just go get lunch somewhere, and we go to, like, a vegan place, that doesn't mean they're not cooking with canola oil. Like, you yeah. don't know. Yeah. And it's tough to believe them, too. Like, I love kava, but you go to kava, and you say, hey, what oil do you guys cook with? They say it's olive oil. And you say, okay, so that's it, just olive oil? And they've literally said, well, it's an oil, olive oil blend. Okay, so there's probably, what, like, 2% olive oil And the rest is canola oil and rapeseed oil But you say it's olive oil because there's
0: 2% in it Like, you can't trust Yeah, and it's like It's hard because it's like You can't control how Your food is made When you go out So it's like, that's why I, I truly love Making my own food at home And this has nothing to do with, like, wanting to Just be skinny Or, like it has nothing to do with that it used to like I used to not go out to eat and get so stressed out when going when getting asked to go out just because um I was scared to gain weight and for me now it's more of like I love going out to eat with my friends and having that experience and not letting um outside factors like ruin the meal for me because I've been through that and it's taken away from the moment so now when I go out to eat If there's canola oil and shit, like, like, I don't stand by it. I don't support that because it's not good for my overall health. But I'm going to be in the moment and I'm just going to accept it for what it is. I try to make most of my food at home. But if I'm going to go out and enjoy a meal with my friends, I'm going to be in that experience. I'm going to be present instead of fixating again on the food I'm eating. Because, you know, we live in a society in a world where we don't have control over everything. And I think life is too short to fixate over every single thing but I think that this conversation is important that like you know be mindful about what you're eating how it makes you feel because at the end of the day like my health has changed so much over the years my energy levels have changed so much since I stopped fixating on calories and started focusing on nutrients and what's actually giving me energy rather than is this gonna make me look fat like no it's not about that I used to think Steak was gonna make me fat for whatever reason, <laughs> but you know what? No, it makes me feel good. I look the same, and I feel I feel powerful, girl. Yeah, like, you, should, you know right? what I'm saying? I love that. It's switching that narrative.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think you bring up last thing about this topic, but you yeah. bring up a great point. It's all about moderation. Like obviously, we're very passionate about the topic of like health and wellness, but at the end of the day, you're gonna go on a date with your significant other. You're gonna go out with the girlies. You're gonna do that stuff. If you don't do it every day, you're gonna be fine. Like. If you decide to go have Dairy Queen tonight and you love that, I mean, more power to you. Do it. I don't not do those things. I'm not perfect. I'll go out with my friends. I had a cinnamon roll the other day. Like, it's going to happen. It's balanced. It's it's, balanced. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, have the pros outweigh the cons and... If you feel great eating those things, some people their metabolism is like off the charts. They can eat anything. They go to the bathroom four times a day, and they look great and they Couldn't feel great. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. Yeah. So, so
0: mindful. That's that's the that's the main point of this topic. Mindfulness and yeah, just enjoying the moment, not letting outside factors yeah. get into it yeah. too too much. I could keep talking yeah, about I that. Know. Like that is such a, a topic I'm into right now. Um, so back to your business really quickly. For anyone wanting to start a business um, or even start content creation, can you just talk a little bit about some tips you would give them, any challenges, rewards, the whole whole dynamic? Like, what are your tips for anyone wanting to start a business or just get into content creation?
1: I would say my biggest tips will start with content creation is posting what you're passionate about. It's if you try to copy someone else's content, or you're trying to not impersonate someone else, but you're doing it for the wrong reasons, your followers will see right through that. They're going to want to see the authenticity. They're going to want to see the passion behind what you, your niche is. And you have to be consistent with it. You have to want it. There's been a lot of girls that have messaged me and they're like, Hey, like, how do you make money off of your Instagram? Or how do you get brand deals? And like, I'm trying to make an Instagram so that I can make money. Those intentions right there, I'm telling you, they're not... You're not in the right headspace, in my opinion, to be successful with it. You have to want to benefit other people. You have to want to serve others. And whether your product is a service or it's a physical product, it has to add value to someone's life. Like, there is a gap in the market for anything you want to start. There's plenty of space. Whether you think that there's too much competition or whatever, there isn't. Like, you can definitely find your way in whatever niche you want to dive into. But you have to be confident with it. And you kind of have to just not be afraid of what other people think if you want to do content creation you have to be okay with showing your face on the camera and being on the story and engaging and want to communicate with your followers because those are the people that are actually going to set yourself up for success and they're going to feel your business you're not going to make money from yourself like but you also can't have the intentions of just trying to make money off of people so you have to find the balance of kind of like Just on paper, like giving them discounts or putting together events that are free that they're able to like come and meet people and like have an end goal of actually adding value to other people's lives. And then, for I guess, last thing with the content creation is like just start. You don't have to have like the best camera, you can definitely use your phone. I'd recommend like getting a tripod and finding out your best angle so it's just really easy for you to just whip out content when you want to do it, posting on specific days and being consistent with it. So whether it's every single day at 9 a.m. or it's every other day at 5 p.m., like you have to figure out what time your people are most active and just engage with them, collaborate with others, meet up with people that are in the same niche as you and try to create content with them so that their followers can find you through the friend that you're, you've been posted on and vice versa. And then for the business just start it. I mean, at the end of the day, n- nothing's going to happen if you don't do anything and nothing's going to change if nothing changes. Exactly. Exactly. And it's going to evolve and you have to make peace with failing. I think I was really open. I had a corporate job when I first started, so money wasn't ever on my brain with the active Wear. I was like let's just make leggings so side
0: kind of thing yeah like yeah. side
1: thing I'm like I'm starting a fitness page so let's just my it was actually my brother's idea he's like instead of posting in other people's brands you should make your own and I was like I like that it's just during COVID like April of 2020 so I found a manufacturer got my first samples they were like ombre like the Gymshark ombre vibe if you remember those mm-hmm. like, they want, like pink toy yeah I had my first photo shoot And my very first launch broke even and I profited from it. And I didn't even have a a fitness page at the time. My active came before the fitness page. Oh, wow. So I profited from it. A lot of people I knew, a lot of people I didn't know. And I was like, whoa, like this is, this is crazy. Um, My tip to you is if you do e-commerce, get on Shopify, do not use Wix. That was one of the biggest mistakes I made in the very beginning Um, use the postal services. I used to drive my orders in like a 50 mile radius, which took absolutely way too much time out of my hands. Just ship them. Yeah. Um, when I also first started now it's a little bit harder because I have a lot more orders, but I used to handwrite every single girl, a little note saying like, thank you. And that would also take me hours, but I loved it. Like putting, if I could put a smile on someone's face, those are my intentions. And I really think that the girls noticed that. And that's what made them keep coming back and wanting to spread awareness about the brand. So do a small launch in the beginning. No one says you have to buy a thousand pieces, like buy 50 pieces. And if you sell 25, well, at least you're not stuck with 900. You're stuck with 25. Give them to some friends, put them on sale, whatever. But like, don't do a sale right off the bat. Trust in your business. Know that your goal shouldn't be to break even or make money off the first drop. It's just to build brand awareness and get your name out there. And then you just kind of figure it out as you go. I feel like I just started. It's been, like, over two years, and I feel like there's so much to learn. I've learned so much as well, and it's so exciting to know that there's always... I just have so many more ideas, and it's, like, it's like a relationship. Yeah. You should never feel like, when is this going to end? You should feel like, I can't wait for what's next every single year, and that's where I'm at with the business.
0: I love that. Yeah, and it's been so cool to see it grow, even, like, I just met you again, like a year or two ago and I feel like you're pivoting now and just that's just part of having a business is being able to know when something's run its course and pivot but like still staying true to like who you are and like building that community and all of that so
1: and as you evolve your businesses are essentially going to evolve with you of course and you have to be open-minded to that and kind of be able to think on the fly I think one of the biggest things my my biggest takeaways from soccer is that quick on the fly mentality of like being able to just like I don't know make a decision right away mm-hmm. the team teamwork and pushing myself out of my comfort zone I feel like I've really been able to implement that in the business side of things yeah and it's allowed me to I mean keep growing I mean it's never been it's never been all uphill like this year 2023 it's been my worst year of the active war, but. I also have to remember like it's still doing really well it just didn't do as well as last year but we're in a recession so you just have to bring yourself back to reality and know that it's not always going to be an uphill yeah but during this time it's like okay well if I am not doing a launch right now what else can I focus on and maybe it's marketing I need to do a better job at that like don't dwell on the things that aren't doing well but think rather like well if this isn't doing well how do I fix it Mm -hmm. and then implement it if it works it works if it doesn't find a different avenue yeah and you just keep you keep going with that. Exactly.
0: Um, I do want to end the episode with one last question. I love to ask people what their current wellness obsessions are. So Mm -hmm. this could be literally anything. I know you're into ice baths and things like that, but give us just one, two, three wellness things that you are obsessed with currently. It could be food, literally anything. Oh gosh. Okay, I will say
1: I love cold therapy, whether it's like an ice barrel or the ocean, I love that. I love immersing my body in cold water. I think it's great for the mental and the physical health. Agreed. My current food fixation, I'm going through a red meat phase myself. I eat ground beef every single day. If it's not ground beef, I have a steak. And I eat the entire steak, and it's, like, a little bit medium. Like, I'm, I'm a huge red Hell meat Hell
0: yeah. Girl. Yeah, me too.
1: Um, Another thing I guess I could say, like, my healthy dessert is... Vanilla halo top ice cream mm. with like ninety six percent dark chocolate. I love a bitter chocolate, and you just like the chomp bitter it in there. chocolate is honestly superior. I love it. It's so good. It's real. It's yeah, raw. It's real. Got a good rating on yucca It's fire. Let's go. That's my favorite of that obsession. And then let's say a little fitness wellness obsession. I crave that like cardio now like doing the jump squats at the end getting my heart rate up and feeling like i'm gonna pass out and feeling my muscles like dead love it going on a run love it yeah i'm loving i'm loving the the high heart rate the stuff, cardio lady. the yeah. cardio
0: yeah i go through phases with cardio i i love it i hate it right now yeah we're in a middle we're in a middle yeah, phase it's a good place to be it's a nice place to be
1: it's 100%. tough when you're not in
0: it exactly and then you're forcing it and you're like why does five minutes feel like five years no 100 yeah 100 okay well thank you so much if you want to shout yourself out where can we follow you where can we find you how can we support Perfect. let's hear it my name is nikki font so my instagram and tiktok are nikki.font
1: that's N I K K I F O N T. f-o-n-t and then my website is the same thing it's nikkifont.com and my youtube is also nikki font so just look up nikki font you'll find me somewhere
0: and that's it amazing thank you so much for coming on thank you guys for listening again you can follow my socials down below if you like this episode feel free to share on your story tag me tag nikki let us know if you liked it um and remember to also give me a rating on apple Podcasts. it helps the podcast it helps me more than you know i love you guys i'll see you next week thank you for being here Mwah, muah muah <laughs>